It's really great privilege and honor for me to stand before you. And I really want to thank the leadership here, Kim, Keith, and Peter and Liz. And Keith has been a very faithful, faithful supporter of our ministry in India. So I'm really glad that I was able, I'm able to come here and just to say a big thank you to you all for the way you are supporting our ministry and standing with us. And uh, I'll just uh, update of our ministry, what God is doing in India through us, so that you can uh, pray for us. Okay. okay, our ministry is called uh, Tender Heart Foundation. So it's in a charitable trust registered with the government of India. Okay. And uh, our ministry, 100% of our ministry is among the Dalits. Have you heard about Dalits? So okay, I will give you a brief introduction now who Dalits are. Uh, Dalit means they're untouchables. They're untouchables in India. There are 300 million people in India. They are called as a Dalits. Why they are called as a Dalits or why they are called as a untouchables? According to Hinduism, there is a God called Brahma. So Hindu people believe Brahma is the creator of the universe. Even though Hindu people believe in 300 million gods and goddesses, everything is God for the Hindu people. But they believe that there is one, one God called Brahma, he is the creator of the universe. So when Brahma created the universe, there are four groups comes from the Brahman's body. All the population of India are associated with one of this group. The first group comes from the mouth of God. They are, they are called as a Brahmins. Because they come from the mouth of God, they are the eye caste. So whatever they say is final in India. Most of the politicians, rich people, educated people, all come from this group. They are called Brahmins. So there is another group which comes from the arm of God. Because they come from the arm of God, they are called as a warriors. So most of the people in the military in India are comes from this group. So there is another group which comes from the thigh of God. They are called as a Vaishnas. They own, they own uh, agriculture, lot of land and buildings. They are called as a Vaishnas. So there is another group comes from the feet of God. They are called as a Sudras. They do day-to-day -day work. So there is another group which comes under the feet of God. That's why they are called as a Dalits. So because they come from under the feet of God, these four groups believe that God has rejected them. God has kicked them. And in this generation, or they, in their lifetime, they can't achieve salvation. They can only born into one of these castes in next life, Dalits, but not in this life. So that's why they are called as untouchables. If you just go to Google, just write a problem against the Dalits, you will read hundreds and hundreds of stories how Dalit people has been persecuted in India. So most of our ministry is among these people and we reach various groups of people. We reach children, you know. According to statistics, there are 40 million child laborers in India. If you have been to India or if you have come to India, you will see 
most of the places children are working you know they work morning 7 8 till 6 or 7 pm but they le- they get a less than a 50p or less than a pound for a day okay and there are 2 million street children in india so the children are the most uh, abused uh, people group in india and that's why god has given us a burden to reach out these children with gospel you know uh, so how do we do that you know see dalit people don't have a, a privileges to going to a english medium school so going to an english medium school is not in their uh, dream you know and that's why we started a english medium school uh, so we we educate dalit children in english so you know uh, by education they can have a, a better living at present we have a two day care centers so we have a 55 children in one day care center madga we have another day care center in birla 68 children okay what we do in the day care center you know uh, if god willing and uh, through your prayers and support this june we are going to start another day care center in one of the village called gataprabha that day care center is only for the children who are born to the temple prostitutes there are nearly 200 children living in that village don't know who their father is never go to school never been to school so we are going to start a school for them this june next month we are going to start a school for them so what we do in the day care center we have a educational program you know uh, we teach them uh, basic uh, education like a b c d and all letter writing everything we teach them and most of these children all come from the slum okay when we started a day care center about 4 years ago we started with three children you know and uh, we were asking parents to send their children but nobody was interested to send because most of the children go on the street beg and bring money to the parents so parents are not interested in sending their children to school parents what they need they want money if they go to school who will bring the money but after 3 months we had a, a parents meeting we invited uh, parents of these three children who were coming to us and these three children were starting speaking in english telling their name in english singing songs in english and this pray parents start crying we thought they said oh we thought our children are good for nothing they went and told other parents and we started more children's coming in and uh, what we do is in a free education we give them a two pair of uniform because most of the children who comes to our, used to come to our daycare center without the uniform some have only shirt no pants some have a pants no shirts so we, we we decided to give them a uniform so we give two sets of uniform every year and uh, we make sure that uh, every day about half an hour we spend time with the children and teach them the songs about jesus and uh, teach them the memory verse and the bible stories to be honest those children know more memory verse than me <laughs> uh, and you can see david is killing goliath <laughs> uh, and every day we provide lunch most of the children comes from the slum they will not have a proper breakfast and we are not sure that they will get a proper dinner so we make sure that they get a lunch every day we provide lunch so in between we provide snacks 
chocolates or biscuits like that. And by the grace of God, last four years, we are able to rescue 330 children, give them the education and send them to the mainstream school. Our goal is to keep only two years with us. Give them the two years of basic education, send them to the mainstream school. And today, if we had not had those day, daycare centers, these 330 children plus another 120 children could have been on the street. And today, when you see them going to school, mainstream school, it brings so much of joy uh, to our hearts. Okay? And because of the daycare center, you know, uh, we have started a church. You know, the children who learn about Jesus in the daycare center, they go to their parents. When parents are not well, children will pray for them. When parents have a problem, children pray for them. And few, about two years ago, some parents came to us. You know, they, some of them never heard about Jesus. And they said, uh, uh, we want to see this teacher called Jesus. Because our children are talking about him, <laughs> about Jesus. Then we took that opportunity and told them about Jesus Christ. And as a result of that uh, daycare center, today we have a church. Nearly 40 people come to church, worshipping God. And last year, November, seven people took baptism. And most of them are, uh, all the parents, apart from one girl, all the parents uh, who took baptism, the children come to daycare center. You know, I did not go and share gospel to them, but children went and shared about Jesus Christ. Through that way, we were able to uh, share more gospel, and today they are part of a, a church. And the last four years, we have given baptism to over 20 people. You know, all of them are Hindus, some, some of them are Muslims, because most of the, our 100% of our ministry is among the Muslims and the Hindus. Okay, we also help uh, children, I mean uh, students to complete their higher education. This is Chandru. We know him through our uh, uh, children club. You know, he completed his high school. Then we helped him to study uh, his uh, college. Now he's studying a university. Both of his parents died because of the HIV and AIDS. Uh, after his high school, he wanted to go and uh, work. But he's a very a bright student, very brilliant. So we helped him to study. And next year he is going to finish a degree. And he is the first person to complete or finish degree in his own village. Old village. Nobody has done degree in the village. And he has done that degree. Uh, same, uh, same with Bharti. Uh, she lost her parents. You know, we are helping. And next year she will complete her degree. So we praise God. And uh, we have, have a children's club. You know, most of the children, we can't take everybody to our daycare center because we are very much focused taking children's only age from four to six. So we can't take above that. So we have a children's club. What we do every day, uh, three times in a week, we go to the slum with cricket bat, football, various, we have uh, all kind of uh, sports things. And most of these children who live in the slum don't have any toys. When they see, whenever we go, they get excited to see all the toys and uh, play with us, you know. And uh, so we ask all the children to sit and we tell them the stories from the Bible and give them the uh, uh, chocolates and sweets, sharing about Jesus. And uh, we also have a, a sports ministry. Some, one of my friends from London, he comes 
two times, three times in a year, and he teaches tennis to the young people. And you see, with uh, all the tennis clothes, and all of them are from the slum, you know. And some of these teenagers never been to school, never experienced the love of parents. They are uh, totally addicted to the drugs. You know, small peers, very young age. I myself asked to go to to the police station to bring these people out. You know, they go to the because they don't go to school, don't have any job. They go to the shops here and there. They try to steal, and the police comes, arrest them, take them. And since we started a children's club, their their character and their behavior is changing. And today we have a nearly uh, 120 people who comes to our children's club, and we have a contact with them. And last year, what we did, we took around 40 people from the slum. all our youths we taught them the songs about jesus we taught them the drama about christmas we used this uh, party slum people and they had a outreach program in th- two three different places and we were able to reach more than 1200 people with the gospel using these people and these people are growing in the lord and there are a lot of uh, young people uh, who dropped out uh, school and uh, could not continue because of the financial problem in the home so we have a computers training for them so it's a 3 months a basic course we teach them excel powerpoint how to use the internet and all the basic course so that they can go for higher study or get a job and uh, god has been very faithful because of the training that we are giving some young people have got a job in a hotel in the shops because they know a computer how to operate computer so we work among the women uh, especially our uh, ministry is specialized uh, working among the underprivileged or disadvantaged women you know according to statistics in belgaum where we have a ministry 2000 girls are sold into prostitution every year so in india we have the system called dowry if the girl wants to get married the parents have to pay certain amount of money uh, to the boy who is going to get married and parents who have a uh, three or four girls don't have enough money to marry their daughters so what they do in the name of religion they dedicate those girls to god which is called card card yellama basically throughout their life they have to live through the prostitution that is their uh, work okay 2000 girls are sold into prostitution every year so we have a tailoring center by the grace of god we have saved a number of girls uh, who were in the temple prostitution and we were able to prevent them going to be a temple prostitute because of the tailoring training we give okay it's a six month tailoring course okay during the six month they learn uh, how to make baby clothes uh, women's clothes it's a very solid training after the six month they no need to go anywhere else for training okay uh, at present we have a three tailoring centers one in uh, two in goa uh one in in the red light area it was red light area where a lot of temple prostitutes used to live see goa is a tourism and a lot of people comes to goa because of the tourism and especially people those who come from india they come to goa for three things women 
drugs and the wine and the you know these are the three things are easily available and cheaper very cheap in available in in goa in in goa alcohol is cheaper than the water if you want to buy a water you need to pay a 20 pence or 25 pence but if you want a, a glass of beer you can pay only 3 or 4 pence or 5 pence and you get a beer so people prefer to drink beer than the water okay and uh, we have a, a three tailoring center and most of these girls comes from a very very broken family if you come to our tailoring center sit with those girls and talk to their story personally you will know how much of abuse and problem they have gone through their life but when they are with us for 3 6 month you know we every day we teach them uh, we pray for them we tell them about the, about jesus and uh, so time to time we they, we take them to uh, for a picnic you know and uh, we whenever we take girls for the picnic you know most of these girls live in goa just maybe our 20 25 minutes away from the beach their house but never been to the beach before <laughs> you know and uh, so we take all those girls we will have a, a time of prayer and fellowship you know end of the six month when they leave our tailoring center they really cry they are going to miss us because of the love and the care that we give it to them you know we have along with the training uh, tailoring training we also teach them about jesus and uh, last 6 years uh, since myself and alison we have been to india it's a uh, 6 years now last 6 years by the grace of god we are able to train 620 girls in tailoring you know all these girls have a testimony to tell how god has been good to them you know some of these girls are widows never been to school you know after 6 month everybody get a certificate when they get the certificate you have to see the joy it's like for them getting in a a million dollar or a million pounds you know you know the the dream coming true you know uh, and uh, most of these girls who complete 6 month training with us they used to ask us you know what is next you know they don't have money to buy a, a sewing machine and uh, we can't give a sewing machine every 6 month because we train almost around uh, 90 girls every 6 month we can't give them a free sewing machine so we were praying that the lord will provide uh, some money and somebody gave us a 1000 pounds uh, for our ministry so what we did with that 1000 pounds we start buying the sewing machines give them after the graduation we give them a sewing machine on loan without interest so we give them a sewing machine every month they have to pay back little by little till they finish their loan uh, so last uh, 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 4 years we have given 85 sewing machines uh, on loan and uh, they are today half of them are making a living okay and this is a uh, yellamma okay yellamma uh, she our mother wanted to send her to a temple prostitute but she doesn't wanted to go because she has seen her friends dying with hiv and aids and still her friends are in the village who have a hiv and aids but she doesn't wanted to go on temple prostitute during that time she met our pastor who is working with us she learned about our tailoring center and she came to our tailoring center she completed 6 month course and today she has a sewing machine in her house and she is making money by making clothes for others and most importantly she came to know jesus 
And right now, in our house, there are seven people are gathering for prayer, you know, and because of our testimony. Uh, we also teach them the craft workshop. Uh, so we teach the girls how to make few things. Last time when Liz was there in India, she was able to spend some time teaching them how to make things through the loom bands. <laughs> was great. Uh, we also have a rehope project. What we have, what we do, we help people to rebuild their life. See, there are a lot of people in need, you know, and uh, we can't help everybody. <laughs> we can make a difference one life at a time. Okay, and, uh, and uh, we were praying that the Lord will provide some more money so that we can help people, those who are in need, in various needs. Again, we got a, a, some gift uh, from our church. And with that, what happened, we started to give a loan to people. And uh, we have given a loan to over 60 people now to start their own business. Uh, we have a people who started a vegetable business. We have a people who have a shops just for Lata. You know, about a year ago, Lata was, you know, when she got up in the morning, she could not believe what happened. Her husband died in sleep. And she has a two key small children. And Lata did not know what to do. And she wanted to commit suicide. She cannot go to work because she has two children. You know, and husband died. And she wanted to commit suicide. That is the time one of our pastor wife met with this lady, Lata, spoke to her about our tailoring center and we said, okay, next six months we are going to provide for your family. We will give you rice, we will give you dal, we will give you things that you need to take care of your family for next six months. During the six months, you come and learn tailoring, then we will help you. And that's what she did. She came for six months tailoring. After the six months, uh, we gave her a sewing machine and uh, about just about uh, two months back, we gave her a nearly around uh, 100 pounds. And now she has a shop in the slum, making clothes, selling clothes. And she's making uh, more money now and taking care of her children. And next year, their children goes to school. And most importantly, Lata accepted Jesus Christ as her personal savior because of what Jesus done in her life. Okay, like that, this is another uh, Bharati, you know, she's, uh, she's HIV and AIDS, she was ex-temple prostitute, and we helped her to sh start a shop in the village. She has a shop in the village. And uh, so last uh, two years, 65 people have been blessed through this Reho project, where we help people financially to start up a small business, and they pay, pay back little by little. Okay, we also have a pastor's conference where Alan Scotland comes uh, to India uh, to teach the word of God to the pastors. This vision came about uh, five years back. Uh, one of the pastors from the village came to my house in Goa along with another girl who wanted to join OM. And I was at home and I asked this pastor, Pastor, have you been to the sea before? Have you seen the beach before? And this pastor said, no, I have not seen. So I took him to the beach near to our house. There is a beach. So I took him there. And as soon as he saw the water and the sand, he just left me, start running on the beach. And he took some water and he drank. Yes, and he said, Francis, who is putting the salt in the water? <laughs> and that is the time the Lord really spoke to me. 
changed my view and i was uh, immediately lord spoke to me saying you know francis there are so many village pastors who have not seen the creation of god then i start praying i start praying lord my prayer was that i want to bring 50 pastors from the villages to goa because coming to goa is coming to like in a foreign country because of the nature and the beach everything and then uh, uh, after two years i met with alan scotland and alan scotland said oh, francis what is one thing that you want to do next then i said you know last two years i have been praying to bring 50 pastors from the villages to goa and have a three days of teaching and also show them the creation of god take them to the beach and like and then alan scotland said how about 100 people 100 pastors i said oh praise god <laughs> you know and last three years we are having this pastors conference for the village pastors and these pastors whenever they come to goa they get inspired they get excited you know and they get the new vision you know go back and serve the lord faithfully and uh, this year uh, pastors conference uh, every year we hear the various testimonies of different uh, pastors coming and telling us how good they were and uh, just uh, the last uh, when we this year when we had a pastors conference one lady came a pastor's wife she starting hold my hand crying 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 i said sister tell me what is problem he said francis i want to thank you for bringing me and my husband to goa because since 17 years of their marriage and ministry no they never been out of their village never been out of their village and the first time living their village are coming to kind of place like that and she said you know francis last 17 years my husband never hold my hand publicly and when we went on beach my husband was not leaving my hand he's holding me my hand and he said last 3 days it was like an a, a break for us you know ministry break and they did enjoy it. and uh, that the, the those kind of testimonies really encourages to continue serve the lord faithfully and we are making a difference in the lives of those pastors and this is the best conference every conference we finish we give them a gift like a diary you know we provide travel money we provide food everything is really very great and god is doing an amazing things since this year uh, january we start supporting five pastors there are uh, so many village pastors it's just a uh, 20 pounds per pastor we give 20 pounds for a pastor and they faithfully serve the lord so there are so many villages what we are doing we are taking one step at a time so i was praying that the lord will provide some finance so that we can encourage and support the pastors and uh, somebody in rugby uh, rugby uh, start supporting 100 pounds for five pastors so we are supporting these five pastors and god is doing an amazing things just to tell you one testimony of gangamma gangamma wanted to, our mother wanted to be a wanted her to be a temple prostitute but she came to she doesn't wanted to go and she came to know the lord through our pastor nagesh and she took baptism and there was so much of pressure from the family for her to go to a a temple to be a prostitute but we sent her to a om team which is a ministry place and she she did two years of ministry during that time her mother came to know the lord because our pastor nagesh visited and shared gospel with her 
and uh, gangamma came back to help her mother because her mother was struggling financially did not had she is a widow she did not had any money so we gave her 100 pounds to start a vegetable business and that business was growing and gangamma came to help her mom in a vegetable business but she has a deep desire to serve the lord to do the ministry and this year january i met her and i talked uh, spoke to her if you get a financial support can you commit your life to full time ministry she said yes then i said okay we will support to 20 pounds every month and then we uh, immediately she was crying she said you know i was praying that i i wanted to do ministry for the lord and since january till today nearly 15 people are gathering in our house for prayer and she is a pastor you know and uh, we have a hope center and i uh, know we are uh, building a building you know this came uh, you know uh, about uh, uh, i think it's about 2 and 1/2 years ago uh, i was walking in birla slum and i was buying a newspaper one child came and was pulling my trousers and asked for money then i looked at the child it was the same child who supposed to join our daycare center but we said no because we did not have a place and that really hit me very hard and i said lord you know with this small building we can't take more people look at this child i feel i am guilty i feel i responsible for the child please provide some place for us uh, so i was praying and the lord provided a, a piece of land we did not have any money when we started the uh, when we start praying and god provided enough money to buy a land then after the land we need a building so i started to pray lord we need money for building and i don't know how the lord provided last year november i came and i had a indian nights in seven 11 different places i cooked myself <laughs> for uh, in 11 different places making curry and rice selling and raising money for the people and uh, we had enough money to build a, a basement on the first floor which will be uh, this is the uh, this is the first phase this uh, this picture i took before i came and uh, this year november october the building will be completed so and that was that was our plan but god always sur- surprises you you know and uh, i was we were praying only for the basement on the first floor you call it ground floor that's all and um, about two months ago i got an email uh, from one of my friend in wording he said uh, he sent me an email uh, francis there is a, a person who doesn't want to identify he wants to give, give you 25000 pounds matching fund to build second and third floor and i was excited about this uh, email at the same time i had my own reservation you know oh lord we have already raised enough money and we told people only this is basement and the first floor we raise money for that if i go back to the people you know again it will be difficult uh, raising money and like that i was just trusted in god and start praying and i replied to my friend saying that you know i'm happy about good news i need to take some time to pray and uh, wait upon the lord then after a few weeks and i was sharing with one of uh, you know the we live in a house in goa which is owned by the british people they have given this house for us to stay and he was uh, in goa recently then i was telling him uh, telling him uh, telling him about this email and he said okay francis we will pray about it and the next day he comes 
and he said, Francis, I will match that 25,000 pounds. <laughs> and we have a 50,000 pounds, we need another uh, 10,000 pounds to complete whole building with furnitures and everything. But God has, within a week, uh, within few weeks, the Lord provided 50,000 pounds to build second and the third floor. So if God willing, in 2016, we will have a uh, uh, whole building is completed and uh, you know we, we are excited about uh, what God is doing and we really praise God and I, I don't have a words God's faithfulness we think little but God has a bigger plan we never pray, prayed for second and third floor I never prayed but God answered our prayer before we pray that's why God's work done in a God's way will never lack God's supply okay and uh, we are planning, what we are planning? Okay, in the building we will have a daycare center, we can take more children. Okay, then we will have a tailoring center, Sunday worship, Bible study, computer center, and counseling center, a skills workshop, everything we will be having in the same building. So we no need to worry about the owners because every time owners, you know, at present we are having a ministry in rented building. It is very, we are restricted. We cannot, we cannot share gospel and every time owner come and threatens us, oh, next month you have to ship. Then we have to request them, give them more rent and they will keep quiet. Because they want to get more money, they come and threaten you every time. Oh, go from here like that. So, but once we have a building, we will have to have that problem by the grace of God. And uh, as word of God says, no, there's la harvest is plentiful, the labors are for you. And I really want to thank you, church, sending for Peter and Liz, you know. They came and uh, they've been a really blessing. They helped uh, uh, children's work and all the activities they were able to involve. And we thank you for church standing behind them. And we hope to see more of you coming in the future. Okay, and you can do a very little and still you can do a lot and that's what you are doing your prayer and support uh, you are encouraging us you know and uh, it motivates us whenever we see God's faithfulness it motivates us to move for God I just want to thank you for your prayers and the support and um, uh, very briefly I will conclude with the word of God you know uh, we all want to serve the Lord. We all want to serve the Lord. Doesn't matter what we do. You know, uh, I get excited to meet God's people. Because whenever I meet God's people, we talk about serving God. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I am in India. I am serving God in a different way. And Tim has a different ministry. Keith and all of us have a different, different ministry. We are serving the Lord. It may be playing a music. It may be a putting the chairs, it may be operating a computer, it's all serving the Lord. That's why God called us to do, called us to serve Him, you know. And everything, whatever we do is a ministry, you know. We are on 11 staff working with us in our daycare center. Teachers, cooking ladies, dinner ladies, cleaning ladies. I tell them, don't think you're working for a salary. You know, if you think you are working for a salary, you will lose God's blessing. You think you are serving the Lord and you will see blessing of God in your life. You know, and when we went to India about uh, six years ago, we had a very, very little support. Literally myself and Alison, we slept six months on the floor. We did not have a bed. We did not have a television. We did not have a, a fridge. 
we just had a little a gas stove and few vessels to cook and you know and uh, almost two years i washed clothes by by my hand we never had a washing machine because you know we trust in god because god called us we trust in him he opens doors door after door you know so we are we all are called to serve god that's what we are doing we are serving god and i would like to share few things from the life of nehemiah you no need to open the bible because of the time but i would like to share a three things from the life of nehemiah about his burden his vision and his commitment we know the story of nehemiah very well you know when nehemiah brothers comes from jerusalem to visit him nehemiah and the first question nehemiah asks them so what is the situation how about people in jerusalem and the and the and the situation in jerusalem and his brothers tells him in verse chapter 1 was okay i'll read for you two i questioned them about the jewish remnant that survived in the exile and also about jerusalem and they said to me who nehemiah brothers said to him those who survived in the exile and are back in province and all in great trouble and disgrace the wall of jerusalem is broken down and its great gates have burnt have been burnt with fire see the nehemiah had a burden for his people that's why he asked his brothers what is the situation in jerusalem because the wall of jerusalem was broken down almost about 140 years ago but still nothing has been done so that's why nehemiah was concerned about his own place and about his people and that's why they said you know the wall of jerusalem is broken down when he heard when he, we see the uh, the response from nehemiah when i heard those things i sat down and wept for some days i mourned and fasted and prayed before the god of heaven you know as a children of god we need to have burden for the people those who are lost you know people for the places where we are you know somebody said like this what is mission field we always think about mission field like india and china and nepal other parts yes africa yes those are mission field but somebody said like this every heart with christ who has a christ in them in her or in him is a missionary every heart without christ is a mission field it can be your friends it can be your relatives it can be your neighbors that is your mission field and we need to have a burden for those people we need to pray for those people you know when uh, we read in matthew chapter 9 when jesus saw the crowd he had a compassion on them there was so much need and jesus says you know harvest is plentiful but the workers are few and jesus said pray to the lord that he will send more workers that's what nehemiah did when he heard the news of jerusalem that walls are broken down and gates are with burned with fire that we see the response of nehemiah through prayer and one of the greatest way you can be a blessing in the ministry is through your prayer and i'll tell you one story of william carey you know william carey came to india as a missionary and some of you have read about his biography and you know his life he went through lot of troubles in his life and his ministry as soon as he went to india his wife mentally got healed and his son died 
in spite of all this william carey able to translate 16 languages in india he was able to translate bible in 16 languages and uh, once when the bibles was about to go for printing there was a fire in the printing press whole building was burned with fire and all the hard work he done gone into the fire so much of discouragement in the ministry but never gave up and william carey says one of his biography his sister's prayer made him to carry on william carey had a sister who was paralyzed completely she can't her hands can't work her legs can't move her only part works is her mouth so she is to keep pen in her mouth and write letter to his brother saying brother i am praying for you don't give up and william carey says because of her prayer it helped him to carry on the ministry and today most of the ministry are surviving are going on for god is because of prayer of faithful people if somebody comes and tells me i give a million dollars or a prayer i choose prayer because that is greater blessing to hear someone is praying for us you know what any privilege to pray for god's people what any privilege to pray for the missions you know you may you not able to go to the to the india or to nepal to help out people but your prayer can go which is more powerful you know if you stop praying for the church for the mission start praying because prayer can make a, a big difference george warrer with the organization where i worked uh, he is he came to know the lord because of a prayer you know one lady prayed for him for 15 years when george warrer was studying in a school one lady see she she could not walk she prayed our prayer was lord save one young man from this school and that young man has to go all over the world to preach the gospel how many years she prayed 13 years one three 13 years she prayed after that she went and gave a john gospel to all the students and she prayed again for two years because of that one man george warrer came to know the lord and today om has a ministry in nearly 120 countries how this ministry came existed because of the prayer so prayer that's what nehemiah did we may not able to do anything but he can do what he can do is to pray 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 okay that's what nehemiah did and second thing nehemiah had a vision he not only prayed he had a vision and he went to the king after four months of praying if you look at life of nehemiah if you read the book book of nehemiah it's amazing from chapter 1 to 7 it talks about rebuilding the wall from chapter 8 to chapter 13 it talks about rebuilding the people and nehemiah prayed if you look at uh, study the book is always man of prayer everything he did he did through the prayer you know after uh, four months of praying he went to the king he said you know i have to go back to my people and repair the broken wall and the gates and kings in his way kings gives a permission and we know what happens nehemiah goes to jerusalem and rebuilds the wall and the third thing i want to speak about is commitment look at his commitment he not only prayed he had a vision for his people because without vision people perish that's what we read in proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 he says where there is no vision people perish 
as a god's people each one of us should have a vision vision for our nation for our church for our neighbors for our relatives you know and if we are a born again christian we need to have that burden attitude of serving the lord we need to have that vision to people those who are lost that's what nehemiah did he had a vision for his people and second third thing we read that his commitment nehemiah went to rebuild you know and nehemiah was in a good position you know he was cupbearer to the king he was a second man in the king palace you know did uh, did uh, nehemiah really made a, a sacrifice to leave his job yes and no yes because he had an important position he was next to the king he had all the responsibility he was in living in a palace there was nothing less for him so it was a sacrifice for him to leave did he make a sacrifice yes and no no because it is the greatest blessing is to serve the lord he sacrificed his job but at the same time it is great blessing to be in the ministry it is great blessing to serve the serve the lord and i feel a blessed and i many time i i i do feel myself i am not worthy you know whenever uh, god is faithful whenever we pray for needs god is always on our time on his time he gives us what we need many time i pray lord i am not worthy lord i don't deserve this you know but god always faithful as uh kim was saying the holy god he lives in us he's a big god you know and he knows what we go through and he helps us you know look at nehemiah commitment in spite of all the opposition he did not give up so much of opposition came that's what we do when we do something for god when you are doing something for god it may be small or big always you get any criticism sometimes the enemies are in the camp sometimes you face so much a problem like nehemiah he did not had enemies outside his own people are opposing him discouraging him mocking him mocking at him oh what you are doing is not good you know the wall that you are building you know even the fox climbs it will fall but nehemiah never gave up it's supposed to take so many years to rebuild but within 52 days nehemiah rebuilt the wall of jerusalem and a commitment that's what we need dear brothers and sisters that commitment for god's work commitment for god's word for his people and in spite of all our opposition nehemiah never give, give up you know we do when you get a temptation when you get an opposition you know so if god has called you to do something you will get criticism you will get opposition but don't give up carry on god will provide that's what's happening in china china people are persecuting you know there is no open door preach the gospel but in china gospel is spreading more faster than anywhere in the world more people are coming to know the lord and think about india there is so much of persecution in india but according to statistics last two years five million dalits have come to know the lord in the midst of the opposition god is building his church god is building his church you know that's what we read in the early church there was a persecution you know because of that disciples uh, scattered here and there wherever they went they preached the gospel wherever they went they built the church that's why when god has called you to do something 
when you get a criticism when you get an opposition don't give up because your trust should be in god that's what nehemiah says you know i cannot come down i am doing a great work you know what an awesome privilege to serve this great god and this great and i'll tell uh, close with one uh, story about a student who was studying in a bible college as a part of his uh, uh, training in the bible college he has to preach to the students and the principal went and told him tomorrow is your turn so you have to preach and this boy who was uh, who was supposed to give a message next day so he prepared his message and he prayed and we entire we went and he did not know what to preach because he was so scared and and he said uh, do you know what i am going to preach he asked the audience all the audience said no 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 we don't know we don't know and he said if you don't know i also don't know so he went <laughs> and the next day uh, i mean at the same day principal and said no 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 you cannot escape tomorrow you have to preach again he prepared his message prayed and this time the crowd also was audience also was prepared because they knew what question is going to ask he asked do you know what i'm going to preach and uh, half of the crowd said yes and half of the crowd said no and he concluded his message those who know those who said yes go to the people those who said no and preach the gospel so that is the good news people those who know the good news we cannot keep it ourselves in in second kings we read about four lepers who were outside of the camp you know and they decided let's go to the city if you stay outside we will die even if you go to the city we may be killed but anyway let's go when they go and you know because of the uh, the sound and the, you know that story all the people leave the camp arameans leave the camp and nobody was in the tent and these four lepers goes to the tent and find all this food and everything and they were so happy and that's what i like about these four lepers and they discussed among themselves hey what we are doing is not good you know this good news has to be shared if we don't share this good news to others they say the curse the punishment will come on us let's go and share this good news that's what god has called us to share that good news because gospel is the only hope for this nation for this world you know the entertainment give you does not give you salvation otherwise god could have sent it any entertainer if the charity work bring a salvation good work god could have sent someone to do the a good work but for this nation is a salvation for this world needs salvation that's why god sent savior he did not send an entertainer he sent a savior and that savior what an privilege i live in a country where i said you told you 330 million gods and goddesses but there is none like jesus they have a gods but they don't have a savior we have a savior and we need to go and telling them about jesus may god bless you and i want to take this opportunity again thank you team and all the leadership keith and peter and lees and all of you for the way you are standing with us through your ministry and we will pray for you and you pray for us thank you so much